0: Hello to everyone tuning into the highly optimized podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing conscious leaders who are living a life beat of their own drum, sharing their stories and revealing their valuable information for you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path and how to maximize your ability to lead and manifest your dreams in this reality. Over 2000 years ago, Hippocrates stated to, let food be thy medicine, and medicine be thy food. I imagine at the time of him stating that, he truly believed that people would quickly catch on, and that would be the end of that story. However, when we look around at the world today, it's easy to see that something became lost in translation. With much of our food in the present day being poisoned with herbicides, pesticides, fungicides, rodenticides, and glyphosate, to name but a few— it is more important than ever that we revisit what real food is and how to go about optimizing our diet slash nutrition if we wish to live a life in which we can truly feel healthy within. Stopping by the show to drop some deep knowledge and wisdom on the subjects of food and nutrition with us today is a woman who has made it her life's mission to educate those looking to learn on the importance of not just the subject of food as a whole, but more specifically, the benefits of eating whole, plant-based foods for increased energy, vitality, and well-being. She is a self-proclaimed plant-based foodie by passion and has become dedicated to this mission in persevering through her own challenges with nutrition, in which she found herself feeling frustrated with weight gain in 2019 and made it her mission to take that challenge and learn the lessons stemming from within it. In doing so, she discovered her love for helping others do the same, and has done so through her amazing educational channel on YouTube, Inspired, her 12-month plant-based lifestyle coaching program, and the numerous amounts of free recipes and tips she offers through her various online platforms for those looking to up-level not only their health, but their amount of fun in reaching their health goals. So please help me in welcoming the one and only Kathy Davis to the show.
1: Thanks, Ryan. I think that you should do my intro on everything that I I do. I love it.
0: (laughs) Yes. You know, it's my favorite part of doing the show and and it really allows me to get you know, to feel like I know you already, right? And, you know, when you had reached out, you know, I looked into your background and I was like, oh, this is someone that's speaking my own language. You know, um, I do eat meat, but most of my diet is plant-based. And it's so important to have, you know, a good educational platform because at the end of the day, what I believe is that nutrition can be simple. It doesn't necessarily mean it's easy, but it can be simple in nature. And so my, my first question for you is, you know, I know a little bit about how you got into this, but I'd love for you to share with the listeners. We went into a little bit in the intro with your own challenges in 2019, but I'd love to hear it right from your own words as to how you got into this and really how you became passionate about this subject of whole plant-based foods.
1: That's, that's a great question. And it really, really makes it relatable to the, to the listeners. Mm. So It was eight years ago that my husband actually introduced the idea of plant-based eating. And I was super resistant. Mm. I was afraid that I was going to give up things that I love, those foods that I grew up on. But the more research I did, I was like, well, we could eat more plant-based. We could try it. And, you know, tip number one, I always say this to people, start with foods that are familiar because, Mm. If you try to eat weird foods that are weird to you right now, tofu and things that you might not eat, you're going to be more reluctant, which is what I, I was, I was reluctant and resistant because I was afraid I wasn't going to enjoy the foods. But when those meals, tacos made with potatoes or snacks of veggies and hummus, I mean, those things are are normal foods. And when I started to realize that I ate a lot of plant-based foods already and, reducing the animal-based foods really wasn't that much of a challenge. It became easier. Mm. So that was, that was 2014, but I don't know if you know, there are amazing hundreds of thousands of plant-based brands and foods and on the market. And they're very enticing. You know, it's Mm. nice to be able to eat Oreos and know that they're vegan and (laughs) vegan cheeses and lots of vegan burgers. And I found myself in 2019, really hooked to a lot of the processed vegan foods that were making me, making me kind of sick, you know, all the oil, all the, all the gluten, all the processed foods. And I'm not gluten-free, but it was just the over-processed foods that I'd been eating really started to take a toll on my health.
0: Yeah. And you know, that's so important, especially like the Oreos being vegan thing, right? Because that's where a lot of people I feel get challenged with amazing diets like vegetarianism and veganism, which work for so many people is that, you know, when they first get into it, you know, I have, um, I won't mention names, but I have some people close to me that, you know, are always saying, Oh, well, you know, Oreos are vegan. So I guess I can have that. Right. And so I'm really glad you brought that up. Cause that's one near and dear to my heart where, you know, what I tell people is, You know, if it comes in a box, most likely it's not going to be the healthiest thing. Now, that does not mean we can't have fun every once in a while. Every once in a while, we eat the cake. And that's what I love about your website and what you list on there is that it's not about not being able to have fun and have what you want. It's about the balance, right? And, you know, I'm curious for you. I know you have a certain, um, you know, kind of ethos with regards to, um, you know, what you go for in your diet and also what you avoid. And I'd love to get into that a little bit. You know, what are some easy, actionable steps for someone listening to walk away going, oh, that actually is pretty simple. Like I can keep track of that because, again, there's no shortage of information out there these days. And I think that's what so many people get stuck into is analysis paralysis of like, where do I even start? And so I'd love if you could break this down for us, right? Give us the whole truth.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And that was really what I did in 2019 was I simplified what I was eating. I Mm -hmm. focused on whole plant foods, brown rice, potatoes, broccoli, spinach, sprouts, trying to think, lots of fruit. So I eat oatmeal bowls for breakfast. I eat big salads with some type of whole grain or whole starch and beans for lunch. And then I have fun with dinners. They might be a a homemade veggie burger or might be some veggie tacos or bean tacos, Uh, you know, really tapping into flavor. And that was one of the things I wanted to make sure I I trans, you know, transferred to people that were interested in this way of eating is that it doesn't have to be hard. Mm. It can be simple and easy. We take the confusion out and that's really what happens. And you hit the nail on the head when you said that there's so much information. I have clients in my 12 month coaching program that will sit through, you know, five, six, 10 day workshops that other people do. And the first thing they tell me is there's just so much information. I don't know where to start. And I'm like, well, start with what we're talking about. Start with planning those meals that include the foods that are easy to make, those familiar foods. Maybe it is oatmeal. Maybe it's a salad and a a baked sweet potato with some black beans for lunch. Maybe it's potatoes cut into chunks for tacos. Maybe it's lentils mixed with uh, tomato sauce and pasta. You know, really thinking about foods that you already know you like not trying to shift the boat into all these foods that you've never had before, making it overwhelming. And, you know, I'm I'm guilty of it too. I love pretty food. I love to take pictures of my food, but sometimes the things I make might be too multi-step for people that are just starting out. So definitely consider how many, how many steps, how many ingredients are in the foods that you eat. And then something else that I always tell people is eat the rainbow. You know, if your salad doesn't have red, orange, yellow, green, maybe purple for cabbage or some blueberries, maybe, maybe try that. Look for ways that you can add some more color to your diet so that you're eating lots of fresh, colorful foods.
0: Yes. You know, that's, it's so empowering too. And, you know, you were making me hungry when you were saying all those foods. One of my favorite things right now that I'm stuck on is Japanese sweet yams. Like they're just my, like you can make the best, uh, like French fry substitutes, right. Which are honestly, like, I don't even know what I was given as quote unquote French fries my whole life. When I tried these, you know, with some really nice coconut oil or some hemp seed oil or something, I mean, they're unbelievably powerful and, and you can feel the energy in them. And really at the end of the day, like Hippocrates was saying, you know, like I said in the intro, like food is meant to give us energy. And I remember that, like when I first started getting into health about God, 12 years ago now, that was one of the biggest like aha moments that was so silly because it was so simple yet. It took me a while to realize that, which is like you're supposed to feel good after you eat food, right? Like you're actually supposed to be energized. And I think that's one of the common misperceptions is that people, you know, eat food for strictly for pleasure and they do that their entire lives. And so when they start thinking about eating healthy, it's all of a sudden like, Oh darn, I'm going to lose something. But when we start realizing that like, Hey, you're going to enjoy it just as much when you learn how to do it in a way that's still fun for you, and you're going to feel absolutely amazing after you eat. That's, I think, the thing that you know helped me switch uh, when I got into healthy eating, and also what has helped me help other people get into this as well is that you're going to feel supercharged, and I think that's so important.
1: It's interesting that you say that because a lot of people will say, "Well, but you know," they they talk about about my weight loss as, as the gain, right. Of, of eating more plants. And I always really stop them. And I say, you can see the weight loss. And if you go back and watch some of my old YouTube videos, you can see the energy and the confidence and all of the other things that I've gained. But the really big thing was the energy. I was just so tired. I didn't Mm. want to get up and do the things to grow my business. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to cook and I loved cooking. I was a recipe developer. Like I was, that was what I did. And I just didn't want to do those things. I would rather, you know, wait till my husband got off work and go get takeout. And it really started to affect everything everything in my life. You know, we say that I say root, the food is the root of, of everything because it affects how you sleep. It affects how you feel. It affects your digestion. It affects your energy. It affects your productivity. It affects your cognition. I mean, there's just so much at the root of that. And, you know, you did quote Hippocrates and that's really important. And I think, you know, even when you were talking about it in your, in your intro and saying that he didn't realize when he said that, how that would be taken in the future. I mean, think about the, just the, the sheer unhealth of so many people that, that if they ate a healthy way of, felt a healthier way of eating, they may, they would feel better. I mean, I'm no doctor, but I, I felt better. I feel better eating this way. So I would have to say that most people eating, eating healthier would make them feel so much better than they do right now.
0: What is up everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done for you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at Freedom with a z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with end.com and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show and I'm wishing you the best day ever. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's, there's so much in there too, that, you know, got downloaded to me when you were talking. The number one thing is that we are our own best doctor, right? Like, you know, this whole like, you know, model of healthcare that's out right now, you know, I'm not going to say Western medicine doesn't have its place. It definitely does. Right. Like I always say, if you get in a car accident, don't try to meditate your way out of it. Right. But at the same time, you know, you are with yourself 24 hours a day. And so if you're only, you know, relying on someone in the white lab coat for your health, well, that's actually more sick care, right? Because you're waiting until something goes wrong and then you're going to do that. That's, that's pro that's, that's, it's not preventative, right? It's reactive healthcare, not, not proactive healthcare. And food is the number one way we can actually be proactive with our health. And one of the things that I want to nip in the bud right now, because You know, I imagine not for most people listening to this podcast because they're aware, but you know, a lot of people have this uh, limiting belief that if I eat healthy, it's going to be so much more money and I'm not going to be able to afford it. Right. And this is something that I I know you touch on a little bit too, that you can eat healthy, and kind of have your cake and eat it too, with regards to saving money. And so, what are some of your favorite ways to save money, or what are some of the favorite foods you eat that can save money? Like, what's your whole approach to that? Because I imagine that someone might be curious about that. And I'd love to dive into that.
1: Absolutely. I offered a whole cookbook, Plant Based, but uh, Budget Friendly Plant Based Diet. I, yeah. I am all about saving money on a plant based diet because. You know, there's so many pieces and components of the foods that we eat that are a fraction of the cost of animal products Mm. when you pick the right things. Dried beans, a pound of dried beans for a dollar, (laughs) dollar 50, maybe at the time of the recording versus pound, like pounds of animal products. I mean, there's enough protein. They, a pound of beans cooked is four cans. No eight cans of beans. I mean, when you really think about it, like you can't get eight cans of beans for a dollar, a dollar 50. So when you start to look at, and I always tell people, this is what I want to imagine. You imagine these foods going down the production line, the number of hands that have to touch it is increases the money that you spend, right? Because everybody wants to get their dollar. So if you can buy broccoli with the full, you know, the full broccoli stock with the stem, in the produce section with a rubber band tied around it for, I don't even know what the cost is, whatever it is. Then you can buy broccoli crowns. They've chopped the stem off. So somebody else caught it, touched it. So that increases the price a little, or you can buy that prepackaged broccoli florets that are all nice and you know beautiful and prepped for you that are going to be even more per pound. And so you have to think about what you're trading. If you want it to be cheap, you're going to have or inexpensive or budget friendly or wallet friendly, you're going to have to do the prep work, but it's easy. It's easy. Throw the beans in while you're, You know, getting ready for the day or helping the kids with homework or whatever that, you have that two hours of cooking the beans could be doing before you eat your dinner, uh, prep your veggies during, you know, when you get home from the grocery store so that everything's prepped and ready to go. So it's just as convenient as those pre-prepped ones, but you saved a buck, start to use all of the product. So if you do buy that broccoli, use the broccoli stock, peel off the thick stuff, the thick edging, the thick outer coating of the stock and shred it. Use a box shredder or throw it through a food processor and make broccoli slaw. So start to use all of the pieces of your food. The other thing, buy local and seasonal. Less less tra- travel, less transport. The local seasonal foods are you know better overall for your for your body because you're getting the local nutrients from the area, and you you know where they're grown. You know you know where they come from.
0: Yes, and there's this whole thing too that i've i've you know gone down a deep rabbit hole in which is the idea that like having all of the foods that are available in all the seasons like if you're eating something that's meant to be eaten in summer in winter It's kind of unnatural for your body, right? And so I love that that discussion about, you know, buying local is always so important for me because number one, where you put your money matters, right? So a lot of these companies that are using all of these dangerous things like glyphosate and everything, the only reason they exist is because we continue to give them our money. And I think a lot of times people fail to realize the power of their dollar. And so being able to buy local, like that's one of the things I love when I go to California, is that they have the best farmers' markets. Like it's it's so fun. And it's such like a bonding experience because what really is food, aside from all the amazing other stuff it is with energy and health and everything, it's a bonding experience. It's something that allows you to feel more connected to yourself, to the world around you, to those you love. And you know, I think a lot of us have forgotten that because we go to grocery stores and I'm guilty of this too. I, I run through and I get it when you know what I need and I'm out of there. But going to a farmer's market like my buddy Angelo, on Sundays when I'm out there visiting him, we all go as like a family, you know, to the farmer's market. And it's so fun. He knows everyone that operates the stands, right? He has relationships with them, He has rapport with them. You know, it's so much fun. You know, his, his, uh, little son Santi is there and he gets, you know, free strawberries and all of these things. And there's so much more to just the already amazing component of what food is, is health that we, we fail to, to realize right in the modern day world. And, you know, when we look at like the state of the world, especially right now, we, you know, a lot of times we're told that it's an epidemic of loneliness, but, you know, and I mentioned this before on the show, but I don't think it's an epidemic of loneliness. I think that's the result of a deeper problem, which is the inability to connect. And one of the ways we've lost that is with our food. And so if we're able to connect with our food more, grow our own food even, right? I mean. Think about like, I know not everyone is going to have land and ability to do that. But if you even have a small little section or an arrow garden inside, you know, you can do so much with so little. I mean, you know, the amount of tomatoes I get off a four by eight raised bed is insane. I, I don't even know what to do with them all by the end of the summer, you know. So it's it's so powerful to realize that, you know, when we buy local we're not only supporting, you know, the local farmers. We're not only doing that; we're connecting deeper, and I think that's so powerful, especially considering what the world just went through. You know, it's like any opportunity to connect. I feel we should take
1: <laughs> definitely. And to add to that, we we lived in a townhouse before we hit the road full time in an RV, and we um, we belonged to a community supported agriculture farm, mm. and I still get the emails, and they actually closed their farm. They were the the farmers retired and their children did not want to take it over. Mm. And it is like, you know, you're, it's like family. We, I mean, we had been their customers for years and, you know, so that's another way that you can access local grown food. If you don't have farmer's markets, the cool thing about that CSA specifically was they actually did summer and winter boxes. Mm. So you could even get, some of the root cellar vegetables throughout the winter or things like kale that have late growing seasons. And when you start to learn who's in your area or who's around, it's worth the extra drive it might take or the extra meal planning it might be to figure out how you're going to use those vegetables because it's, it's a piece of nature. It's a piece of your local community that you, and I love the word connect because we are so disconnected, you know, people, especially now we're not even going to the grocery stores or at least in the past years, people haven't, they're just picking things up. We've become such a automated system that we aren't even going into the grocery stores and smelling our own vegetables, you know, I still pick up the bag of citrus and smell it to see how good, how good it smells. I don't, I don't want to bring it home if it doesn't smell good.
0: Yeah. And it primes the whole olfactory system for what's to come. It's almost like it's romancing your own body in a way, right? Because you're like, you're, you're having a full spectrum experience with the food. It's not just get it in, get it out. And I think this is like, Mm -hmm. you know, if we look at America specifically, I'm not sure about other countries. I imagine they're similar, but also different, same, same, but different. But like the whole fast food culture started because essentially what was like the limiting belief there was what's most important is what you produce in terms of like your work. So food is just something that you, you get hungry, your stomach's growling. It's an annoyance. Just go through a drive through, get it and get back to work. Cause that's what really matters. And we obviously see the down, the downstream uh, effects from that whole limiting belief. And I think now you know, especially considering what the world just went through, we're we're having to face these things. We're having to face how important health is. And we're also having to face that, you know, yes, there's all these amazing supplements out there and these things, but those cost money and they're supplements, right? They're not the whole entire picture. We can't live off pills alone, right? Whether they're good pills or, you know, quote unquote, bad pills. And I think that's one of the most important things to recognize, not to mention that, you know, our top soils in this country are pretty much destroyed. And so when we're giving money to big ag, we're essentially saying yes, continue destroying top soils. And, you know, this is something near and dear to my heart, you know, I've been in organic regenerative agriculture for years with cannabis and other things as well. And, you know, I've done natural farming uh, certifications and you know, there's so much power. I mean, we can take, you know, if if we have extra food, right, or scraps that we're not using, we can compost them, we can put them back to the earth and continue like what indigenous cultures did, where, you know, there's a balance. If we look at like shamanism, things like that, it's almost like, you know, you, you take things, but you're also giving things. I mean, love is two parts, right? It's giving and receiving. And when we practice that with the world around us, the health of the planet improves and therefore our health improves because as within, so without, right? The principle of correspondence. And so it's so powerful to think about these things because we realize that as individuals, we do have so much more power than a lot of times we give ourselves credit for, you know?
1: Definitely, definitely. And when, when you're talking about all of these pieces of the puzzle, it's, I mean, we're, ta- we're talking a little, you know, more specifically about food, but it's also the feeling. Right. The feeling of giving back, the feeling of connectedness, the feeling of being being one with nature, whether it's gardening or you know, container gardens, whatever you have space for. But it's it's an internal component as well. And you know, food is internal too. But when we shift our to see food as what as the nourishing factors has as the nourishing component that it is it changes the way we think about food. And that's the real piece, right? Because you talked earlier about people will say, oh, well, I just need to eat healthy. But when we change the way we think about it, instead of thinking that we're giving something up, think about what you're gaining.
0: Yes, it's so important, you know, and one of the things too, is you know, we know that like these days, I mean, I feel very grateful to live in the modern day because all of this is changing. albeit you know, slowly, but it is changing. And we hear all these practices now about earthing and grounding, go stick your feet in the soil, right? And, you know, being a gardener myself, like there's nothing like sticking your hands in some really deep soil because there's a difference between dirt and soil. You know, I have a funny little saying, which is dirt is inert, you know, soil is alive. And soil, like when you put your hands in that, it is like, I mean, essentially, soil is the microbiome of the earth. And so and that's what I mean, when I say like, we can only be as healthy as the planet is healthy. Because if we're not treating the, the planet in a good way, then essentially, we're not going to be able to treat ourselves in that healthy type of way. And one of the things I'm curious on for you is, you know, we hear a lot about different types of plant based diets, right? Like vegetarianism versus veganism, etc. I know you're a vegan, if I if I remember correctly from reading that, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I okay. I identify, I suppose, yeah. <laughs>
0: as you will,
1: as an ethical vegan, but okay, I cool. eat a clean whole food plant-based diet, which is essentially free from all animal products as well as highly processed foods. So I eat pretty, pretty much a clean whole food plant-based diet.
0: Gotcha. And you know, you went into it a little bit right there, but I'm curious also like what are some of like the key differences? And, you know, again, this is a pretty basic question, but for those listening that might be unaware, what are some key differences between something like a vegetarian diet and a vegan diet? Because again, like most of the time that, you know, vegan is put out there, it's almost seen as this crazy thing when in reality, it's, it's not actually that different than vegetarianism, but there are some key differences. And so I'd love if you could share some of those differences for someone listening.
1: Yes. So my big definition or my big, my big piece of all of this is I see veganism as more of a a lifestyle. Mm. So when I say I'm an ethical vegan, that also takes into consideration what I wear. Do I participate in, you know, animal shows or zoos and things of that nature and really buy products. So no wool, no, no silk, things of that nature when it comes to diet, it's really specifically about the food. So a vegan diet would be one that's free from all animal products, including usually honey, but there are some vegans that eat honey. And I always say that because it's, you know, it's, it's their choice, Yeah. but, um, where a vegetarian diet might be free from some parts of the animal, some, some animal products. So, with vegetarian, they might not eat land animals or chicken, but they might eat dairy and eggs because they're byproducts. They mm. there might be a pescatarian, and they might eat fish and the byproducts of of animals. So, dairy and eggs and honey. They might be lacto-ovo, which is pretty much they eat dairy and they eat eggs, but they don't eat any other animal products. There's lots of different little nuances, mm. and then. When you get into plant based and the plant based side of the spectrum, it's more about diet specific. So, plant based is typically meals that are centered around plants. They may still eat an occasional animal product. They might still wear leather. They might still go to the zoo with their, you know, their family. Uh, it's more, it's more diet centered and then whole food plant-based takes it one step further and really reduces the processed foods. Now I always say this because, you know, the world is, we're at the whim of the marketing just because something says plant-based doesn't mean it is. I've, I've picked a plant-based, uh, breakfast, frozen breakfast things that had eggs in them. So you, as you navigate the space, either having somebody around that can help or really reading the ingredients and knowing what your goal is, right? Because you might never want to be an ethical vegan that eats a whole food plant-based diet. Like me, you might simply want to just eat more plants and you know, you can navigate the space in any direction that you want and still gain a lot of benefits from the whole plant foods that you're eating. I mean, most people don't eat enough fiber or fruits and vegetables.
0: What's up, ladies and gents? I wanted to take a second while I had your ear to share with all of you a very important announcement. Anyone who has been listening to the show for some time now, Knows that I am passionate about coaching and helping other coaches up level their coaching practice. What I have noticed in working with hundreds of coaches is that coaches of all different types are facing challenges with being able to get their clients strong, consistent results, understand where to put their energy to allow their practices to thrive, stand out in the vast sea of coaches, move from imposter syndrome into trusting themselves, and ultimately make the money necessary to be financially independent in their coaching practice the root of these issues comes down to a lack of connection with your creative force as a coach and entrepreneur this is why we at highly optimized have created the connect with cannabis 10-week coaching certification program the reason that cannabis is the focus of our program is because cannabis acts as imagination medicine and in order to break free of these challenges you must first be able to imagine yourself as the coach that is successful and has been able to break free of these challenges. When you are able to truly imagine and connect with the most powerful version of yourself, you can find the clarity to build your business, your authentic voice to speak directly to your clients, and the faith that you can overcome everything standing in your way. Once you have experienced and learned how to achieve these results for yourself, you will be able to offer this same unique skill set in your coaching practice to support your clients in overcoming their limiting beliefs and allow them to experience the breakthrough results that will make you stand out as the world-class coach you are in this program you will learn the science behind cannabis how to experience the healing powers of cannabis and how to facilitate these healing powers with your clients with personalized one-on-one support on how to apply these frameworks into your business and weekly group calls within a community of coaches just like you. You will be equipped with a unique skill set that will allow you to get consistent, powerful results with your clients, feel confident in your coaching abilities, and allow you to gain financial independence while having the opportunity to wake up each day excited to share your important work with the world. For anyone listening who is hearing the call to set yourself apart and develop a unique set of coaching skills not found anywhere else in the world, jump over to the link in our Instagram bio and book a complimentary call with me today. Together, we will go over your current challenges in your business, your goals for your business, and decide together whether you qualify for a seat in the program. The next class begins April 20th, and spots are filling up quickly to be a part of the budding movement that is cannabis coaching. So book your call today and position yourself as a leading voice of how to work with this sacred plant medicine in your practice. Thank you all for your continued support and enjoy the show. That's what I love about your approach, right? Is that, you know, there's so much dogma within every diet, right? Whether you want to talk about carnivore, vegan, whatever there is, there's all these people that are saying like, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. When in reality, it's really about meeting someone where they're at. And, you know, I think that's the most important thing because, you know, everyone's going to pick their own path in life. But the most important thing is helping them realize that like, hey, whatever you pick, right, whatever you choose to pick, do it in some form of way that's going to give back to the earth and be healthy in nature and truly healthy, not the, you know, Oreo vegan, you know, uh, health, right. And, you know, one of the things I'd love to discuss with you, because, you know, this is something that a lot of vegans specifically that I meet, um, you know, they're, they're, they're struggling with protein deficiencies and things like this. Yet at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, it's because vegan, you know, you, you just, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't work. And it's like, no, I don't think that's true at all. I think anything can work. It's about how do you fit within the confines and how do you make it work? And so I'm curious for you, like, what are your, some of your favorite vegan uh, protein sources? Because I imagine for those listening who might be interested in exploring this diet, I want to make sure we set them up for success so that they can allow this diet to allow to to transform their lives and shape them into the healthiest, best version of themselves.
1: I love that. That's the goal, right? Becoming yes. the healthiest, best version of ourselves. So something that I found a lot of times with vegans that are feeling that they're not getting enough protein is they typically aren't eating enough of the protein sources. They're typically Mm. eating a lot of the vegan Oreos, the vegan processed foods. And so it's almost counterproductive, right? You eat the the processed soy, something veggie, something from the freezer, and you're getting all this oil, all this overly processed stuff, all these fillers that as a vegan junk food eater, I know they don't make you (laughs) feel good, but you're vegan. And so one of the things that I found was the more whole foods I ate, so beans, tofu, tempeh, um, lentils, nuts and seeds. And then there's a lot of veggies that are extremely high in protein per what you would normally eat, uh, spinach, green peas, broccoli. So when you start to create balanced meals using those ingredients, you start to realize, realize that the whole foods that you're eating make you feel amazing. Like mm. you're not feeling that lacking because you're eating enough food. And then you have your whole grains, the, like, the ancient grains like farro and um, millet, oats, and even quinoa that can help pack in some protein and some satiation so you're not hungry. Mm. That's the other thing I hear people say all the time is, oh, I tried a vegan diet, but I was I was just too hungry all the time. And my first question is, well, were you eating enough? And every single person says, well, no, probably not because, I was, <laughs> because we're trained, right? Our brains are programmed to the diet mentality. So you, you go through a diet, a standard American diet, and you're eating meat, potatoes, vegetable. Well, when you skip your, when you take the meat off your plate and you've been told your whole life that carbs might make you fat, then all you end up with is a small serving of carbs and vegetables. And you're like, I'm not, I'm starving all the time. I'm like, well, you're not eating enough. Where's your bean? Where's your, you know, add on some more, add on some extra rice, add on some quinoa. If you're worried about the high starch of of rice, mix it with quinoa so that you get a more satiating piece, eat your potatoes plain or with some lower fat foods, because fat really makes us fat, not, not starches, but Mm. that's for another topic.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Hello, everybody. I hope you're all enjoying the show. I wanted to stop by and fill you in on our brand new, completely free to join Facebook community called the Highly Optimized Ceremony Circle. I imagine many of you are aware of our newest creation within Highly Optimized, which is the Connect with Cannabis certification program. Alex and I are having so much fun empowering coaches with the skill set of coaching with cannabis and helping them up-level their coaching practice that we wanted to create a place where anyone could join to ask questions, receive free information on how to work with cannabis in the way we teach in the program and be able to gain clarity around how to get the best results with their clients in order to become financially independent in their coaching practice. To join, hop over to the link in our Instagram bio and send us a request. It is our intention to assist as many coaches, facilitators and healers as possible in the important work they are doing in the world. And if you were looking to join a community of like-minded individuals just like you, who are passionate about helping their clients achieve the highest quality of life possible, the Highly Optimized Ceremony Circle is for you. I am looking forward to speaking with all of you in the group. And as always, enjoy the show. One of the things that's so powerful about your story is, you know, like we mentioned a little bit earlier, like you're in an RV right now traveling the country. You're able to do so much in your life. And you know, the the reason for that, along I mean, I I imagine there's a couple of reasons, but the main reason is that you were able to unlock your health. And this is, I think, what a lot of people like when people understand, like we were talking about earlier, a lot of people think about what they're gonna take away, but they don't think about what they're gonna gain as a result. And you're a living example of what can be gained when you enter the realm of health, whatever that is for for you know, one individual. And you know, I'm curious for you, like I'd love to hear like how becoming healthier and tapping into your own best version of yourself has allowed you to not only gain health physically, but also emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and allow you to like live your best life and go do what you wanted to do in life. Because, you know, again, we're on this planet for a blink of an eye. And, you know, once again, the last couple of years has allowed us to see like, yeah, it could all be over in two seconds. And so one of the things I love diving into is like, you know, how has, uh, you know, getting control of your health and having fun with it too allowed that fun. Cause as within, so without to blossom into other areas of your life as well.
1: That's a great question, Ryan. And actually is I have a twofold answer yeah. going vegan eight years ago or seven and a half years ago showed me that I can do things that are not mainstream mm. And that was fairly eye-opening to me. I, you know, I I did all the things that everybody else does, right? I graduated with with honors from high school, and then I went to a good college and graduated with honors with my bachelor's, and stayed on and got my master's, and got a teaching job, and I did the things. And when I went vegan, I realized I didn't have to do things on everybody else's terms. I could I could pave my own pathway, and. When the idea of moving, selling our house and moving our cats and my husband, you know, into an RV to literally travel the country with no home base, that's a big shift from happy little white picket fence, suburb, suburban, you know, life and going vegan really helped me open up my eyes to what's possible, possible beyond the traditional way of living. Mm. Then while we were, while we were living in the RV, so we've been in the RV since 2018. And as you mentioned in the intro, I didn't really clean up my way of eating until 2019. And there were a couple pivotal moments. One, we were riding our bikes on the beach in Daytona and I just couldn't keep up. And I kept telling my husband, I'm like, I have to turn around. I just can't, I just can't do this. I just, I just physically can't. And I think it was a week later that I stepped on the scale and was at my, realized I was at my highest weight ever. And that was the second biggest pivotal moment. And I look back, I share my story a lot with my, with my coaching clients. I look back and I think one of the big, deep rooted reasons that I wanted to clean up my diet is I didn't want to have to tell my husband, we can't do that because I can't go. We have to turn around on this hike at the national park because I can't go any further. And, you know, we talked, we, as you said, we talking about things we gain since cleaning up my diet. Yes. I've lost weight, 40 pounds, but I've hiked.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, It's been amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I hiked a six mile moderately strenuous trail at big bend national park that took us out to this amazing view called the window. I would have never been able to do that before I Before I cleaned up the way that I ate, I was able to hike a a really strenuous, very, very, it was very difficult to me because it was all stairs um, hike in Glacier National Park Mm. to be able to travel the country and see these amazing things. It makes it easy to say no to the processed foods. It really does, but it didn't, it wasn't always easy, right? I had to become the person who wanted the hike, wanted the energy, wanted that lifestyle more than the person who wanted the bag of chips on the couch.
0: This is so powerful to talk about because I feel we're getting into now is the why, right? Like what is your why for wanting to be healthy? And I think this is why so many people get lost is that their why is like, oh, I want to lose a couple inches off my waist. And it's like, hey, that's a starting point. what's the deeper why there right it's like do you want to be able to pick up your kids right and hold them do you want to be able to pick up your grandkids and hold them like there's got to be a deeper why there and so that's what i always do with my clients too when we're diving into different work it's like well why why do you want this goal you know there has to be a deep reason why because these foods are tempting, right? If we're talking about food, but anything in life is tempting, right? Bad lifestyle choices, going out late, staying out late, drinking alcohol, all these things. And nothing is inherently bad. But at the end of the day, it's what are you going to gain from not doing them? Or what will you lose if you do end up doing them? And if we understand our why, then we can allow that why to be our anchor. And you know, this is this gets into core values and things like this, too, where, you know, there'll be times like you were saying, where, yeah, like I'll have some gluten-free cake or something, right? Because I know that I'm not doing that that often and it's the juice is worth the squeeze because I understand in this hypothetical scenario that that's not going to prevent me from doing what I love to do. And one of the areas that I'm obsessed with is fitness, right? And this is a slippery slope too, because so many people, especially men get into the gym and they absolutely kill themselves in the gym. And my buddy Benjoy has this whole thing about, Why he got out of the gym, stopped deadlifting and doing all this ridiculous heavyweight stuff. And he ended up traveling the country for years as well, Um, you know, in his in his car, in his car, too, and actually went to a lot of the same places, Big Bend, um, you know, uh, Glacier National Park. And he was saying like, you know, if you're beat up from your workouts all the time, you're not going to be able to actually go out there and live if you're so strict into that. And it's the same with diet, too. You know, if you get so strict, it's not going to be fun anymore. And, you know, one of the things I think we've already covered a little bit, but I'd love to re-explore it is one thing I love about your approach, and it's all over your website, I can just tell with the energy you have, especially on the show as well, is that Your approach is one that is fun centered, right? It's not about what's right or wrong necessarily. It's about what's going to allow you to have more fun in life. You know, I'm curious how you came to that to that realization that, you know, regardless of what you're doing, whether it's diet, fitness, you know, uh, business, whatever you're doing, it's got to be fun because it's got to keep you wanting more every day. And so how did you come to that conclusion? Like, how did you realize that it was really about fun at the end of the day, regardless of what you're doing?
1: Another great question. Somebody, I listened to a spiritual tape a long time ago, probably 12 years ago, and I loved it and listened to it over and over and over again. And the biggest takeaway I had was in every moment, you need to feel good. Mm. And so many of us don't we spend our moments worrying about what's coming next instead of being present and feeling good in the moment. And that was just something I wanted to change. You know, that's one of my my differentiators, if you will, my convictions is it really needs to be about living life. It's not about boxing in a diet that you're going to hit your 30 pound weight loss goal. And then you're going to turn around and be like, I hit my goal. Peace out. I'm going to go eat all the junk food and gain it all back. Mm -hmm. That's what the $6 billion diet industry wants you to do. Yes, But I, I don't want that. I want you to have what I have because it's changed my life. Mm. I mean, for somebody to, to literally be too tired to get up and shoot recipe videos that I loved to do to now where I'm working, you know, enjoying working 12, 12 hours a day without without hesitation. I just love it. I just love believing or breathing belief into people. And I love sharing my recipes and sharing my tips and strategies. And it really comes down to, you know, recentering centering on that, that piece of what you want. And it goes back to what you said about goals and your why if your why is to spend time with your family and and plus spend time with your grandkids or your kids or or your pets or your friends why are you pushing yourself so hard and feeding yourself terrible food so that you don't have time to do those things? You know, I have clients that'll say, oh, I'm just so frazzled and angry when I get home from work. I just want takeout or something out of a box. I don't even want to have the dinner conversation. That was me. I didn't want to have the dinner conversation. I didn't want to work eight hours, drive an hour each way for my commute, and then have to come home and talk about what's for dinner. That was obviously pre rv So yeah. my husband and I would go out to eat. And then finally I was like, this is ridiculous. We're buying hundreds of dollars of groceries at Whole Foods and we're going out to eat four times a week because nobody <laughs> wants to cook. Like we need to figure this out. And that's when I started meal, pl- meal planning, which is my number one tip for success. And it's, it's a whole, like I can go into it, but it's a whole system because it really is about finding the joy in the present moment. And so many of us feed ourselves food that makes us feel bad. Do things that make us feel bad, but we expect a different result. We expect to just wake up and I'm just going to think positive. What if you were positive? What if you acted positive? What if you acted happy instead of instead of just thinking it?
0: Yeah, you know it's 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 so important to focus on these things because you know I'm huge in a manifestation. It's what I work on a lot of clients. But it's like, what do you want? Because You know, it's it's the classic trap that most people get into is they know everything they don't want, but they rarely think about what they do want. And then they even rarely, rarely think about how they're going to get to what they do want. And it's one of the weird paradoxes because it's even, you know, I've gone through it, too, where you know, with regards to fitness, with regards to all these things, I was pushing myself past the point that it was fun. And I had a coach one time that said something powerful to me. He said, Hey, you remember when you were a kid and you like, couldn't wait to get up in the morning and go do whatever it was you were going to do, ride your bike, go play with your friends, whatever. And like the second, I mean, first of all, we didn't really have alarms back then, but like, you know, whenever you woke up, you jumped out of bed. Well, what in your life could you do that's going to make you want to jump out of bed? And I think that that's like one of the millions of things we can learn from kids. And I think one of the biggest like you know not to go in the rabbit hole, but like one of the biggest things that uh, is like a misnomer is that, oh, like as parents, you know or as you know grown-ups, we're we're here to raise children, but really children are here to raise us, you know, in just as much of a way, if not even more, because a lot of times, like you were saying, you know, we feed ourselves, you know, crappy food because we're at this job that we usually don't like anyway. And, you know, paying for these things that we're told by society we need. And then we need more caffeine to, you know, make up for the feeling of low energy from the bad food. And we get stuck in this vicious cycle of just like, eventually you're like, nothing is working here. And it's, it's, it's so important. And one of the things i found that has really helped me a lot. And one of the things that I know you offer too is individualized support. Because at the end of the day, you know, one of the things I've noticed is that the most valuable resource in life is not money, even though it's told to us that money is the most valuable thing, it's time. And one of the things and and the biggest argument I have for why someone should work with a coach, why I work with coaches, why I'm a coach now, I imagine why you coach is because like I said earlier, we're only on this planet for a blink of an eye. And so if we can hack the time like sequence, right. And we can get to a goal faster with someone's help. I think that's a win win. And so I'm curious for you, like, you know, in your own journey and also in your journey of being a coach for others, like why have you found individualized support to be so powerful?
1: Because everybody's story is different. Everybody's mm-hmm. goals, goal is different, everybody's timeline is different. Everybody's situation's different. You know, with individualized support, you have somebody that's in your corner. Right. I was really lucky. If I didn't have my husband supporting me, I would have had to seek outside outside support. And fortunately for me, my husband was on board, right? It was his idea to begin with. So he was like, yeah, we can go back to whole food, plant-based eating. That's probably where we should anyway. So it was really (laughs) great. And having his support helped me navigate the space. And that's what I offer, right? I want to make sure that my clients can navigate the space because it's not the conversations necessarily that they have with themselves that become the issue. It's the situations that happen outside of their outside influences, right? Every day they can talk to me, they can message me back and forth, we can be great, but I'm not in the lunchroom when their friend is bringing in cupcakes. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have to be able to take that ownership, but without somebody leading you, without a role model, without somebody to turn to and say, I ate a cupcake, I feel really bad, what do I do next? And for those of you listening, if that happens, pip right back, your next meal has to be whole food plant-based or plant-based or whatever aligns with your goal. Because the more times you eat unaligned to your goal, the easier it's going to be to fall off the slope. But that's what I tell them. They don't have to think about it. They don't have to wait till Monday. They don't have to, I'll restart my diet again on Monday. And we talk a lot about that, those, that language too. So that's why I offer uh, for customized support because- I want to meet people where they are. Not everybody needs the same level of support. And this allows me to provide that, what they need to them individually.
0: Yeah. You know, it's it's so funny you brought up the whole like, you know, oh, I ate a cupcake, what am I going to do? And then they fall off and they're like, well, I'll just start next week, you know, again. And it's like, if you can control out delete that, and that's exactly what I, you know, I do for my clients and I imagine you do for your clients, is you provide that control out delete where all of a sudden too many tabs are opening up. Oh, I ate the cupcake that must mean I suck at this diet thing. Well, if I suck, then what does someone who sucks at a diet do they fall off for a a period of time, and then I end up not liking myself because I fell off the diet. So then I need more caffeine and things to help me feel better. And before you know it, you have literally a frozen computer because you have so many tabs open versus you eat the cupcake, you text your coach, and they say, Hey, it's fine, right? We're all human. What did you learn? Right? Did you enjoy it? At least did you enjoy the cupcake? right? If you didn't, then okay, like what's going on there? And hey, that's great. What's your next meal going to be? Okay, it's going to be this perfect. And then that becomes a little hiccup and a learning experience, not a complete pothole in the road. (laughs) It's so powerful to realize that.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: (laughs) You know, and it's, it's funny for me, because, You know, one of the things that I do with regards to uh, you know diet specifically is I have certain favorite recipes that I go to, and one of the things that I'm also aware of is you know as a business owner and you know everyone who's listening, I imagine has busy lives too. I know you do too. You know, having decision fatigue is a real thing, right? Like if I go and I'm like, I don't know what I want to make, it can be a challenge. But if I have a list of like say 15 to 20 recipes that I can go through. When I'm, you know, curious about, you know, meal, pre- meal planning or meal prepping, it allows me to not fall into that decision fatigue. And so I'd love if you could share some of your favorite recipes. And I know you offer these online too, but I'm just curious, uh, personally, you know, selfishly to hear some of your favorite recipes, um, because I'm always looking for new things as well.
1: Absolutely. So my my favorite breakfast are oat bowls, and they're actually in one of my cookbooks. I can't recall right now which one, but it's super simple. It's eaten soaked. So not technically, I guess technically raw, but not really. It's rolled oats, plant milk, maple syrup, flaxseed, cinnamon, and frozen berries. You put it all in a bowl, you let the berries soften or thaw, and then you eat it super simple breakfast. I love it. I eat it every day. It's, mm. it's one of my favorites and it gets that. I love to have berries cause they're high in antioxidants. So I so try to eat them too. every day.
0: Nature you know, <laughs> yes, definitely.
1: And then my favorite simple lunch, honestly, is to prepare potatoes, whether it's white potatoes, baked white potatoes or sweet potatoes, and then make a salad. And I'll just simply add potato or Sometimes even brown rice. So, really, I call it starch and salad. Mm. Brown rice or quinoa, and then some beans, chickpeas, black beans, whatever I'm feeling that day. And then a big green salad, maybe with spinach and my favorite veggies, some onions. Sometimes I put sprouts, sometimes I put olives, sometimes I put carrots, whatever I have in the fridge. And then I usually do a super simple dressing. This is super simple. (laughs) I drizzle seasoned rice vinegar. And then a drizzle of tahini and a little salt and pepper done. Don't have to mix. Don't have to get out the blender. Don't have to do anything crazy. It's just quick dressed salad, eat my potatoes, my rice, whatever it is, and get back to work dinner. I love to cook. So, which I know is probably shocking cuz
0: you know, <laughs> cookbook author and everything. But Very on brand, I love to make
1: <laughs> Yeah, right? I love to make tacos. I have so many favorite taco recipes. Uh, I have a sheet pan one that I love. I can actually send you the link if you'd like and we can put it in the show notes. But yeah, it's please. chick chickpea el pastor. And it's chickpeas, pineapple, onions, you roast it on a sheet pan and then as it starts to Get like kind of browned and crispy you actually toss it in a little soy sauce and liquid aminos or soy sauce or liquid aminos or coconut aminos and lime juice and some spices and then you just serve it with like a pineapple cilantro salsa mm. that you make while it's cooking so it's easy it's fast doesn't require a lot of cleanup which is good in an rv yes um, i'm trying to think and then i love soups you know just being able to have a soup warming on the stove and then eat that or heat it up the next day for lunch. So easy, easy things.
0: Yeah. You know, one of my favorite things is chia seed pudding. And oh, it's, it's yes. like it. I remember when uh, my girlfriend shared it with me, I became obsessed with it. And the way that I work is, I don't know if it's a, you know, a guy thing or whatever. My girlfriend thinks I'm crazy, but I can, if I find things I like, I can literally eat the same things every day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, I'll usually have three different things. I don't eat the same thing, all three meals. That would be crazy, but, but I can eat the same things like for literally years. And, and one of my favorite things is GSC pudding where I'll have. I'll make the chia seed pudding uh, either with water or I'll do some oat milk or something with it. And then what I'll do is I'll throw some almond butter on it or cashew butter right now because I have a sensitivity to almonds because I probably ate too many of them. And um, <laughs> and uh, I'll throw some some of that butter on there and then some berries, some cacao nibs. And then my new favorite thing is there's a company that I love, I use most of their products called Symbiotica, who everything is mycel technology, nanotechnology, uh, liposomal too. So it's all like, you know, fat based essentially. And it gets taken into your body as a whole food. And they have this chocolate uh, mushroom fudge syrup. That's like, I mean, all extremely high quality ingredients and it's really good for your immune system. And I drizzle that right on the top or sometimes I'll throw some maple syrup on there too. And it is unbelievable. And it's been like my thing where when I go, I, I have so many different, you know, um, uh, coaching friends that I go see. And whenever anyone were together, they're like, right, can you make chia seed pudding? I'm like, yeah, I got you. So it's like my thing, you know, cause I don't, You know, I always Rachel is amazing at cooking so much amazing stuff, and she'll surprise me with stuff all the time. But I'm a simpleton when I cook, and so you know, to find something that that is simple that people love was so fun for me. And you know, one of the things that I love getting into as well when we talk about this stuff is you know we 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 touched on this a little bit earlier, but I'd love for people to take away some things to to watch out for because. If there's one thing I've noticed in the world with regards to any diet you fall into or anything, there's so many hidden ingredients that people should watch out for. And so if someone is, say, in a rush, right, and they're grabbing something uh, from, say, an organic, you know, a Whole Foods or something, and they don't have the time to really, like, you know, make their own thing. What are some of those hidden ingredients that someone should watch out for that might be actually just something else relabeled something else like sugar is a perfect example, right? Different alcohols and things like that that are called, you know, that are basically sugar, but are called something different. What are some of the ones that you would want people to take away from this episode of watching out for if they are in a rush and they have to buy something that's pre-made?
1: So there's a few things that I really, really try to avoid personally and, um, high fructose corn syrup, it's typically not in organic foods, Mm. um, especially organic foods that are sold at whole foods. Um, but I always recommend watching out for high fructose corn syrup, especially it's a lot of times it's in your ketchup. And people don't know and they're like, oh, yeah, I can just have ketchup. It's vegan. Um, The other thing that I always recommend people watch out for are food colorings. So yellow five, red number, red. You know, I love pickles. That's one of my odd things that I just absolutely love are pickled foods. And if I go to the grocery store and they don't have a pickle that doesn't have yellow five, I don't buy pickles. Like that's just a it's a non-negotiable for me. Yes. and I really tend to stay away from anything that's overly processed. So if it has a lot of random flowers or enriched flowers, all these things that have been so far from the whole ingredient, you know, I tend to look for more like sprouted, sprouted grain breads. Um, I also, I also avoid oil in, in food products. So I would prefer, a peanut butter or nut butter that doesn't have added oil because there's plenty of oil in a nut. There's no need to add that. Um, And, you know, it's, these are just preferences that I have, but for me, it's really about eating as close to nature intended. And so I tend to avoid those foods that are overly processed or have weird ingredients that I don't, I don't recognize. And that's, and so I, I'm not as familiar with ingredients on labels anymore because I don't buy foods that have all those weird ingredients. I just tend to steer clear. And so it means that I'm not eating. I don't even know the names of them, like nitrates and all those, all those other things that you can't pronounce. And you're like, what is this? Why is it in my, why is it in my cracker?
0: Yeah. You know, what I always tell people is, you know, if something has a whole list of ingredients, chances are there's something in there that's bad, even when, cause language is such a thing, right? Enriched flour, right? Like they're using this language to help you be like, oh, well, it's enriched. It must be good then, right? Because we know that an enriched means something positive. If we think about it in language. But what I tell people is go for the fewer ingredients possible. You know, like my favorite um, oat milk that I use is two ingredients, it's oats and water, that's it, right. And yet, when you look at a lot of these different milks out there, they'll have different gums in them, acacia gum, guar gum, you know, um, uh, carrageenan, all these things that are extremely inflammatory for the body. And these are things that are sneaky. And so I love always talking with other foodies about what they look out for. Cause I'm always looking for more things that I can look out for as well. And so, uh, Kathy, this has been amazing getting to know you and hearing your whole journey and having so much information on the podcast. Where can people go to, uh, to find you, to connect with you, to work with you? Where can I send people?
1: Absolutely. Well, Ryan, first, I want to thank you, but I actually have a gift for your listeners. I have a gift for them. It's always so hard to get started on something like this. So I've put together a meal plan with recipes and a grocery list. So I've taken all the guesswork, all the decision fatigue out for it's easy to download and it's recipes that the whole family will love. So you can get that at veginspired.com slash podcast. So, Recipes the whole family will love. Meal plan with recipes, grocery list, all found at veginspired.com slash podcast. And if you want to be social, I love to connect with you on Instagram at veginspired as well.
0: Beautiful. We'll make sure to put that in the show notes. And my last question for you, Kathy, is this. If someone listening could only make one change to highly optimize their life, what would Kathy Davis suggest that change be?
1: I would tell them to eat more plants.
0: Mm, yes. I, you know, it's funny, you know, when I first started getting into eating more plants, I was like, darn, you know, this is going to be boring. And yet when I found Brussels sprouts for the first time and I docked them up with the right spices, I was like, wow, how have I been missing out on this for so long? And so I love that answer. And I highly, uh, I highly agree with it. <laughs> okay, guys. One of the things that I am sure you realized after this incredible conversation with Kathy and me is that Kathy's passion for whole-food, plant-based nutrition goes much deeper than simply a career, but it is a calling she has answered from deep within her soul. Kathy's high-vibe energy and infectious approach to infusing fun into the subject of nutrition is what has allowed her to not only grow her channels quickly, but is also what is responsible for how many people she has been able to help take back their power and become unstoppable in their mission to live the healthiest, most vibrant lives possible. For anyone listening who is excited to continue learning from Kathy, please make sure to check out her YouTube and channel, Veg Inspired, to keep up with all of the amazing content she is putting out. And also visit her website, VegInspired.com where you can find countless free resources, including recipes and cookbooks, and also apply to work with her one-on-one, where you can receive individualized support for your unique goals with regards to health and nutrition alike. Kathy, thank you so much for being a warrior of health for so many people, for keeping the process of becoming healthy, one that is fun-centric, and for sharing your time and wisdom with the listeners and me on the show today. And until next time, journey well, be well. Much love over to you. Namaste. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show. And I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done for you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now you guys know that delegation is a business superpower and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders, with a Z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out, and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show and I'm wishing you the best day ever.